no, he was like six or seven because this was in high school when we played Mario Galaxy Lust. Yeah, okay, that's true. So, bite me. <laughs> Welcome to the No anyway. Spin Dash Zone. That's the only podcast. Wait, were you doing the intro? <laughs> what? So I didn't realize you were doing the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go on. You can go cut on. out as much of this as you want, by the way. Welcome to <laughs> What's the... What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Isaiah. I'm Charlie. And I'm, I'm Steven. And this is the only podcast in the world uh, where we're going to talk about Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics games. Uh, Do you mean that, like, we are the only podcast that would stoop low enough to talk about this game, or that this is the only yes. episode of the show? Where, oh, okay, gotcha. You will not find another podcast do that. And the reason you won't is because, I mean, if they're going to talk about that, they're going to talk about the other Olympic Games, and then, like... That's a whole other basket of worms. At this point, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, you got a point. <laughs> when you put it like that. So this. So for this episode, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, you go. You go ahead. I was just gonna say for this episode, it, frequently we have like a six or seven, like part, little like outline to our episodes where they're like numbered one, two, six or seven, and then we talk about each of those points for like about ten to fifteen minutes, which is how we usually end up with like an hour and a half to like an hour long show. Uh, what happened here was we have like maybe four things to talk about. Period. Like, like talking points that will last less than a minute. Yeah. Yeah. This game doesn't really add as much from the last Winter Games the way, like, the last Summer Olympics added from the previous. Yeah, like, London was a major update, it felt like. It added, like, a couple of modes that are pretty important to having, like, a fun party time. And then it also added some really cool games like volleyball that were exciting. It yeah. had its own little loot box system. That's true, too. I, I wouldn't qualify that as, like, a great thing, but it's definitely worth talking about. But it it like kind of had some sort of incentive for incentive for replay. Oh, that's very true. This thing has like ghost data you can share with your friends online. Like I kept getting notifications about like <laughs> friends who had played this game like four years ago. Dude, I was getting <laughs> I was getting notifications about you getting a bunch of records. Like the first half hour that I booted up this game, it was like breaking news. Charlie is <laughs> Charlie is like beating your friend's record. I'm like, yeah, he's the only friend who's ever played this game, so that would happen. <laughs> the other thing is is that like a little behind the scenes, this game has been kind of cursed because Isaiah got this in the mail and his like didn't work. Like yeah. we both ordered it off of eBay and then mine took like a month to get here because this was around Christmas and the US Postal Service was just kind of getting screwed over. Yeah. So there was just a whole lot of time that we wanted to play this game. Well, quote unquote wanted, but couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I would describe it as, for the sake of the podcast, needed to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to lend my copy to Isaiah afterwards. Yeah, I will have to return that to you. I'm sure you're <laughs> eager to get it back safe in your house. I mean, I do want to play some of it again at some point, but like, I need to have my Wii U Sonic collection. <laughs> So, so the game has a couple game modes, and they're basically all of the game modes every other game has had. But there isn't there isn't like a party mode anymore. No, there are a lot of things that were in other games that are just not present. Like I feel like they gamified this game a lot less. There's a lot less to unlock and stuff like that. It feels like it's just many different ways to play the same like 
20 games that they have access to. Yeah. There's no, like, board like you would have in Mario Party. And I don't... Was there, like, a story-centric campaign in this game? So... It's it's interesting because I I thought it was gonna be because I think the the first Winter Olympic Games had a had a pretty good single player mode I would say relatively good. speaking I mean like I don't know if good is a word I would use but like present like well featured I guess yeah like there there's shit to do there's a single player campaign there's like dialogue there's pomp and circumstance yeah there's like little events that make it more interesting than just playing the game yeah it has like. Uh, you're doing like events that you're you're practicing, and then now it's time for the big event. And so there's there's a lot of uh, context built in to make you feel like you're participating in the Olympics. Uh, yeah. And in Sochi 2014, what they have is they have, hey, it's time for the Olympics, but what's this? Your your group of four characters, two Mario and two Sonic, they've been shadow cloned, and now you have to defeat <laughs> your shadow clones in Olympic sporting events for some reason, which is totally disconnected from how Olympics actually happen because you compete against other people and not shadow clones. Wait, when is this in Legends Showdown or something? Yeah, I don't I don't remember what it's called. I like that was the one game we didn't touch. Like we did action answer tour, which was weird. Like how did that one work? Okay, so let me tell you, it was, I, I forgot that this even happened, but when you said action answer <laughs> tour, everything came putting back to me. <laughs> so, we briefly touched on, in the London games, there was like a party mode, and then sometimes they would have trivia questions where it was like, what does Knuckles' shoes smell like? And, you, you know, like you had to answer, and it was like basically just random unless you had played the game already. And then they also had like some trivia relating to the actual Olympics, I think. But, like, in this mode, which Charlie and I, we were playing, and we thought that that would be this again. We thought it would be, like, a trivia-centric thing, which is kind of fun, because that's, like, goofy and silly. But instead, it's, like, this mode where Toad will... Or Shy Guy? Is it Shy Guy? It was Toad, but when you say Shy Guy, I'm, like... I think... Yeah, I think it was just Toad. We'll go with Toad. Toad's, like, the host, and he looks at you, and he's like, I've got a question for you. And then he asks you, like, can you win at skiing? And then you have to win at skiing. Well, like, oh my also, god! Also, like you have to like guess like the formation of like the Koopas in the sky, but you oh, have to yeah. like you have to have a good enough jump to like see the whole picture. And there was like yeah. in one of the ski ones, you had to like see what character was on the pedestal and then go through the respective gate for like your answer. And there was like one where you were supposed to answer like the curling one, but I don't even know what I was answering. So the curling one, I think, was literally just he asked you to do it well. He was like what's the best way to move as many of your opponent's pucks off the board as possible? And that's by hitting them. Yeah, and that's by playing the fucking game. And, like, all of these, if you didn't win the race, you didn't win no matter what. So you had to win what... You had to win the race, or, like, win the event or whatever, and then also do the secondary task. So it was just, like... It, it was kind of interesting, because it was these secondary tasks on top of just playing the game. But the problem is that the game would need to be super fun and straightforward and, like, easy to do so that the other task becomes interesting. But instead, you're, like, fighting against the controls really hard. And then you remember that you need to be looking for something and you miss it. And then, or, you you know, like, it just slips by because you're just fiddling around with the controls. And then you lose and it's weird. It's funky. So that's, that's that mode. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it would be a better party mode, but, like, it was just kind of like... I mean, I guess compared to Lennon Party, you get to do more events, but I don't like how they decided to integrate the questions with it. The yeah. yeah. It, it felt very clumsy. I will say the single-player mode, which is what I predominantly played, 
was actually hard in a way that I can't decide how I feel about it. Like, you can't move on to the next event until you've cleared this event, like, gotten first place in this event. Granted, first of two, but still. So, like, would you describe it as demanding as opposed to maybe hard? Yeah, I, I think demanding is, is the right... Well, because there were a ton of games where I would lose multiple times before finally winning. Yeah. The slalom snowboarding one, in particular, I was like, okay, I'll just lose eight times and then finally... And I think... This was the, the time where I was I was starting to get genuinely frustrated with the specifically the Olympic Games formula of like, we're going to show you everybody who's competing and then we're going to show you a shot of like the field and then after you hit A a bunch of times, then we'll wait five seconds and then give you a countdown and then you get to go. Yeah, like the rigmarole. There's so much, like it's not even pomp and circumstance because it isn't even really very visually engaging. No, it's not exciting. It's just like the thing they do before everything. We've played like four of these or something now. Yeah. Yeah, four of them. And like add on to that, that I, I feel like I remember there being a delay between hitting the pause button and the menu actually appearing. Stuff like that. I'm just like, let me play the game. I'll lose, so I'll, I'll lose a snowboarding event, right? And I was playing as Luigi, and so he crosses the finish line, and he celebrates, and then he just stares blankly into space for five seconds, <laughs> and then immediately crumples to the ground, like, in agony, as he has come to second place. And it's only once all of that animation is done that the lose, like, splash appears, and then I get to try again. It's way faster if I think I'm going to lose to pause the game at the finish line and hit retry. Yeah. And that's that's just frustrating. Are there were, were there any new games here? I mean <laughs> like new mini games, I guess. Like so for me the only like highlight that I saw was the biathlon which was like you're doing cross country skiing and then in the middle you do a shooting range. Yeah. And you get to like you switch from the Wii Remote to the gamepad, like that was like the only like interesting integration. Because otherwise you were just like using it as a separate Wii Remote in case you had only one Wii Motion Plus Wii Remote, because that's a thing. Yeah. I mean there were a ton of games that were like you have to use the gamepad. You're not allowed to use a controller. Yeah, so me and Steven were just like, well, I guess we can't play this one together. And it was especially yeah. like most of them were like literally either motion controls that are identical to a Wii Remote or use the control stick, which we literally have a nunchuck for that. Well, not only that, but also we could just use normal controllers. The Wii U had those. Yeah. <laughs> like this could just be a regular game at this point. It doesn't need to be gimmicky. It's super interesting because so this game requires that you have Wii Motion Plus, but it does not require that you have a nunchuck. Which is very strange, yeah. because I can't imagine a situation in which a person has a Wii Motion Plus, but not a Nunchuck. But I can imagine so many situations where they have a Nunchuck, but not Wiimo Plus. So the only thing I can think of is, did the Wii U originally come with a Wii Motion Plus Wii Remote and not any of the accessories? I don't think so. Like, does it only come with the gamepad? Yeah, I don't think it even came with a, with a Wii Remote. God, that's stupid. <laughs> this is so... At okay. the very least, mine didn't. I don't remember if I got it used or not. So yeah, like, this game came out on the Wii U, which is already a console that no one owns. Yeah. And then it required you to use Wii Motion Plus, which is a thing that, like, A, doesn't help, and B, a lot of people aren't going to have access to. So this is actually one of the hardest games to play in general that, like, came out on a real console. You know, it's like a Virtual Boy or something. Yeah. Like, there's a huge process that goes into <laughs> playing this game. 
and it is for zero payoff. I don't know how we're even going to get a hold of the 2016 Olympics. Well, that one you can buy digitally. Okay. So That's good. I mean, this one, you might have been able to buy this one digitally at some point, but I guess they probably closed it's, that down. It's definitely not on the on the shop now. I can confirm that. It's probably like some licensing thing with the Olympics, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. Or they're just like, they, they just said, fuck the Wii U, and then turned everything off. <laughs> yeah. And went home. Can I, I, I just want to say one last thing about the gamepad, just real quick, which is, it sucks. And this is why I hate the Wii U, because it'll be like, hey, uh-huh. you should look at the gamepad screen for this game, because it's in first person or whatever, like some dumb shit. And like, yeah. the people you're playing with can can watch the TV, like a third person view for the spectacle, right? And I glance up and I see my own stupid face on the screen because of the because of the camera in the gamepad is pointed right at me. And I'm like, Nintendo, don't do that ever. I didn't experience that, but maybe Charlie had his camera turned off or something. I I don't remember that ever happening. I never because I don't know I don't know if if you two have ever experienced having the Wii U gamepad camera on, but like you know the way that you hold a gamepad is yeah. you're it's like in your lap and you're looking down at it. It's which the is least the flattering least angle. Flattering. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nothing but like your disgusting chin hair. I had like <laughs> seven chins in that shot. <laughs> it's just like rolls of chin hair. It's it's horrible. It's very, very bad, and I would like it if no video game ever did that again. And I'm glad the Wii U is dead just for that reason. I, man, if I wouldn't feel bad about just ripping my (laughs) Wii U in half, I would do it, man. Video games are like, hey, we're going to turn the camera on, and we're not going to tell you, and there is no way to not do it. And it's not that big of a deal, but, like, it also doesn't add anything either. It adds truly nothing, and it only takes away from screen space. And, I'm, and also, Nintendo doesn't want you streaming their games, so why would they have a stream setup built into their <laughs> games? Yeah, like, if I if I was on Twitch, the face cam might make sense. Yeah, but they refuse to let you stream their games, so it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. But yeah, like, that's the, the, that's the whole game, basically. I mean, there's, like, also, like, a medley... It's, like, called Medley Mania, which is really just a playlist of events... And the only interesting yeah. one is just like, oh, here's all the Mario themed uh, dream events. Here's all the Sonic dream events. And I'm like, that's cool because I want to hear some remixes, even though there kind of wasn't like there was a a Starlight Carnival themed race. It was, I think it was for ice skating, and it was like barely a remix of Starlight Carnival. Nah. Yeah, like it sounded. We we were genuinely for pretty much every dream event that was Sonic related. Charlie and I were like looking at each other and thinking like. Is this actually a remix? Like, I think it is, but I kind of can't tell most of the time. Did, did you two do the um, the figure skating? The one that's just a rhythm game choreographed to, like, you gotta do motion controls choreographed to, to music, yeah? Yeah, and you're, like, fighting a boss. Well, we did the yeah. dream one. We didn't do the regular one. Okay, so the regular one, you can pick your song. One of the songs they have is Flight of the Valkyries, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, that, there was a similarly goofy setup in the uh, original Witcher. But they also had a remix of... Uh, the oh God, what's the name of it? Is it is it Windy Hill from Sonic uh, Lost World, the first stage in Sonic Lost World? That's Windy Hill, yeah. They Wait, had what? a remix of it, and what that means oh. is the tempo was faster, and there was a there was a pop beat. 
Wait, when you say a pop beat, do you mean that there's just like a synth snare? It's it's just like we're gonna have like very basic, like bass drum and snare. Yeah. Like that's it. Okay. Added. That's what that's what I thought. <laughs> we just sped up the tempo and added an extra layer of percussion that was very simple. It's just sonic music, but behind it is like boom boom da boom boom da boom boom Not even not even boom boom ka. It's like boom ka boom ka. Oh my god. Yeah, like like it was not I was like this isn't a remix. Like I know this is literally a remix, but like no, it's not. That's more like an arrangement than a remix. <laughs> it's uh, an edit yeah, like is what it is. It it was unimpressive on all fronts this game, but like yeah. some of the backgrounds looked nice, I guess. And you know what is that I don't think this game I've talked positively in the past about the other Olympic games, and the thing is, is that this game is not really worse than any of them. It's just the same as all of them. It's worse than London, I'll say it. It does have, it has fewer, like, extraneous systems that make the core systems more engaging. It's bare bones. And the mini-games feel less fun than they did in London. Like, London felt like an upgrade from the original, and, like, obviously the mini-games are different from the ones in Winter. Yeah. But, like, this this game doesn't feel any better, and I think it, like, genuinely, this might be me, like, gaslighting myself or something, but, like, <laughs> genuinely, I felt like the Wii Motion Plus movement stuff felt worse than it did when it was just regular Wii stuff I, in, in London. I definitely don't think it felt worse. But I didn't. I didn't notice a difference. Okay. And and yeah. maybe I didn't notice because it actually was better, and you tend to notice things going wrong more often than going right. I in fact I think I actually remember uh, in in either the original or the first winter saying something to the degree of like these motion controls didn't work. There was never at any point an issue where the motion controls didn't work, except for maybe the curling, which is. Incidentally, maybe my favorite game of the bunch that I played. <laughs> um, I had a lot of issues with snowboarding and skiing, both. So, so for curling, there's a bit where you're supposed to like add a spin to your disc, and like the the motion that they show you is you like rotating your your wrist while holding the Wii remote. Uh, but I don't know if you're supposed to rotate it back and forth or if you're just supposed to like twist the Wii remote in a specific direction, and which direction you rotate like twist influences the spin and I could never figure it out like is it screwdriver or is it is it is it screwdriver or is it just like like lean you know oh I see like how hard do you do it is what you're wondering is it do I do I twist and hold or do I twist and untwist and twist and untwist because if I do the second one how do I know which direction I'm twisting but also I did the first one and it didn't really seem to to add that much spin relative to the computer so like, what if you're supposed to like rotate it and then take your like left hand or in your case right hand and then like pinch it and then unrotate your your dominant <laughs> hand and then rotate it at the lake, <laughs> like actually using a screwdriver? Uh, that was a, it. Was a game I was actually like very bad at relative to the computer, uh, but it was also the the one game where I was like, this is like fun. This is fun and also <laughs> novel because you can use the the Wii U gamepad. You can use it to like draw out a line that is like the path that you want to take, and then that appears on the TV as like a sort of a guideline that you can use to to see how well you are on track for how you plan to be. And I was like, this is this is actually a cool use of the gamepad. 
Well, that and that's like a game mechanic that you would have put in a real game that was like more fully featured. Yeah. <laughs> like if there was a curling game on the Wii U, that would make more sense. Yeah. And then the computer kept destroying me, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I think that like the hockey could have been neat, but like yeah. from what Charlie and I played of it, it was like largely just. Mario Strikers, but super shitty. It definitely, that's exactly how I felt about it. But, like, there, I know that there is a, there's a game called, like, Mario Sports Mix or something on the Wii U, right? Where you can play, like, volleyball, and I think it's also got hockey. Yeah, and that was on the Wii. Oh, was it on the Wii? Yeah. It's like, it was kind uh, of a late Wii title, from what I remember. Is there also one that's on the Wii U that is a sequel? I don't think so. Let me look it up. Like, you're talking about Mario Sports Mix, right? Well, yeah, it has like the I Final Fantasy characters, or Dragon Quest too. Um, the only one I knew of that did that was the one that was like Hoops Three on Three. Yeah, this is like a. Is it like a spiritual successor to Hoops? Yeah, 3 it's on a follow up to the 2006 Nintendo DS game Mario Hoops Three on Three. Mario Sports Mix on the Wii came out 2010, or it came out 2011 in the U.S. So it was like late late 2010 in Asia, early oh, okay. 2011. It was on the Wii U, but I guess it was like the uh, the emulated version oh. or whatever they call it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I see. I think, I don't know. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Because Okay, so the reason I know about this game is I believe the game Grumps played it. Maybe it was the Beard Bros, I'm not sure. But like one of the gaming YouTube whatever is what, like played it, and I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. So I guess like that, the Mario Sports Mix seems like what I wanted from this game and did not get. Yeah. So. Did you play the, uh, the Dream Hockey? No, we played regular hockey. I don't think Wait, we played Dream Hockey. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you the difference. Uh, there's a bit more Mario and Sonic in them. <laughs> so <laughs> if you do, if you do like the main plaza stage in Dream Hockey, there is no difference between that and regular hockey. But if you select a a, a different arena, then like there are gimmicks for that arena. It really is just uh, strikers, but shitty. Yeah. Well, but but each each like round, you know, like at halftime you switch sides. You can also change which arena you're playing in. So I only played in two of them, which was the main one and then one of the gimmick ones. And one yeah. of the gimmick ones is your goals are facing the other way, and you also you have to go around coin blocks. But if you hit a P switch, the coin blocks can turn to coins, and then you have a shortcut for future goals. That's like too much. I think <laughs> there was also there was also like. If you collect eight coins, like a bonus goal appears, and that's worth two points, but it's like up a ledge that's farther it, away. Are you playing Quidditch, but like Mario and Sonic Quidditch? It, it was like it was very complex, and I was like, "What's What's amazing about this is that it doesn't really feel like it adds that much." I actually think just the fact that the the field changed shape so that you had to like go around this long way, and then the goals were facing the opposite direction added more than the uh, coin blocks turn to coins and then there's a bonus goal. Like, then either of those, like, more complex gimmicks actually added. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Is there anything else anyone would like to say in regards to Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Sochi Winter Tony said? There is one more. The, the Sonic Dream stages are just from Generations and... Uh, Colors and that was kind of disappointing, but that's, oh, that's just me really, being a boomer. That's really <laughs> <laughs> so. We'll all be boomers next week. <laughs> there's, there's one more. <laughs> oh there's, God, I just realized is, what you meant. There's one more thing, which is that when I played the single player mode, 
whose name I can't remember, where you're fighting shadow clones. Every once okay, in a while. Okay, to clarify, it, it, a shadow clone is usually under your control in the context of Naruto. Yeah, this they're they're like you but evil and cosmic like, clones. Cosmic clones. There, there we, we go. go. So every once in a while, uh, like once once every like four rounds, it would be like, hey, so. You're not going to fight a, a, a cosmic clone now. Instead, you're going to fight Charlie. Like, just just <laughs> Charlie, you're me. Somebody from my friends list who's played the game will just appear. And because it's just you, it would be you every single time. <laughs> what happens if you don't have friends? Uh, I guess it just doesn't happen. Cause like, well, I would assume that you get like well, a generic. And so, maybe. so number one, at the end of every four rounds, uh, you get this thing that's like, here's how many points you got for these four rounds, and I guess at the end of the campaign you get a score. But like, I didn't make it because I couldn't take it anymore. Um, yeah. I played. I played. By the way, multiple like clusters of rounds, and I thought I got to the end, and they were like, here are more clusters, and I was like, no. Um, but, like, at the end, it's like, hey, you got an extra 100 points for defeating your friend. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't give me a choice. Like, I couldn't be like, yeah. I'm going to elect to, to fight a friend to make it more difficult or whatever. And it was right. definitely more difficult, by the way. Defeating Charlie was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm quite the opponent. You are. I'm a master <laughs> at Sonic games, even the ones with Mario in it. <laughs> I'm a master at Sonic games. Imagine if you were playing Sonic, like, Adventure 2, and you just had to beat Charlie's, like, score on a level to, like, get the A rank. <laughs> you just yeah, had to, like, have, the like, the determination to keep playing the game. I, I don't think it was literally beat Charlie's best score, because that's a recipe for never... Because if you lose, by the way, you literally can't progress. Um, and also, like, every once in a while, the Charlie CPU would just perform worse than normal. And that's that's how I that, ended that's up me. winning. <laughs> <laughs> They've perfected AI. They've already cloned Charlie. But yeah, I just thought that was, was silly just... that like we have to defeat our shadow clones. Oh hey Charlie, what are you doing? Oh no, you're on the shadow clone team. <laughs> Maybe it was alternate universe like go T Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I because you know the I Wii can't U make, is I like... can't make a Charlie Black reference, can I? <laughs> <laughs> So, so on the Wii U, your your profile is associated with a specific me, and so it was Charlie's me. It's just oh, like that me. it was like instead of interesting things that improve the game, let's just utilize things that are inherent to the Wii U, which are yeah discontinued because they aren't very good. Right, oh. about Miiverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did this game even I have Miiverse stickers? Uh, I did boot it up, and it was like, do you want to connect to Miiverse? And I was like, oh, no. Because I know, like, Mario Kart 8, despite it, like, not being... They're, they're still You can still look at the Miiverse stickers, but they might have been implemented yeah, you, differently than how this game could have done it. Some games have them, like, client-side, I think. Like, you don't have to unlock them, so they're just in the Miiverse client. Whereas uh. in the Nintendo specific ones a lot of them are built into the game and you unlock them through the game and you can view them in a gallery in the game but then like you can also use them through the client uh-huh uh -huh. but i'm not sure exactly how that works because i didn't own a wii u until like basically after none of that matters and even then i mostly just use my wii u to get angry at pokemon <laughs> that's true so thumbs up thumbs down 
Mario and Sonic at the 2016 Sochi Olympic Winter 2014. Games. No, it's not Sochi. 2014. Is 2016 Sochi? Yeah, it is. No, yeah. 2016. No. 2014 is Rio. Rio. Rio? In the summer. Yeah. And, then, and then Tokyo is 2020. Yeah, we just skipped uh, 2018 Pyeongchang. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. We needed a break. <laughs> a break for more Sonic The thing boom. is, it's not like that many other Sonic games come out in that time. Dude, it's really strange to me because, like, we're going through, like, three boom games and, like, two of them came out at the same time, but the one afterward was, like, a year or two afterwards. And, like, I'm just remembering where we were in, like, the 90s and, like, even the early 2000s, we were still getting plenty of games that released, like, within a year of each other, and now yeah. we're just kind of like... yeah. You were guaranteed a Sonic game every year, basically. Well, and, but now and I'm a, guaranteed a Sonic game that I don't want to play. A, a part of it <laughs> is games just take longer to make now than they used to, uh, because generally they're larger than they used to be. Um, but now we're just remembering, know, like, realizing that Sonic sucks. Yeah, but also Team Sonic Racing. Another part seem of it is large Sonic enough to just warrant. doesn't have the resources anymore. Yeah, we're we're pa way past the glory days. Way past the Sonic Boom, Fire, and Ice. Sonic Boom Fire and Ice came out in September uh, 2016, and the uh, the original came out in November 2014. So it was like two years. That is so weird. And it felt so much longer. But like, what do I know? I'm old. Forces was 2017. Was that right? That sounds right. Uh, what was the What was the last main series game before Forces? The, like Lost, Lost World. World. If you don't count Mania. That's right. Yeah, the, the the one we played last episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Yeah, Forces was 2017. The mainline series games have slowed down dramatically. Yeah, cuz uh Lost World was what 2012 or was it later? I think it was 2013. I I feel like it was 2013. Sonic <laughs> Lost World. The fact that Forces came out in 2017, and then... Yeah, Lost World was 2013. I think right. Team Sonic Racing was developed in-house, but I don't know about that. Well, no, it was made by Sumo. Okay. Sumo was, like, second party. So, like, of. what's Sonic Team up to? Trying to stay what's alive. Sonic Team up to? Yeah, fucking, like, gasping for air. Yeah. <laughs> like, making mobile games? I don't know. We don't have... I mean, we don't even have, like, any information about a new Sonic game after Forces. Well, we probably could have gotten information... Like in 2020 when they did South by Southwest, but that got canceled because of. COVID. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we might have gotten announcements, but they like wanted to do it live so badly that we just had to wait like an entire year. <laughs> what if they were just like, well, we just won't release the game now. We'll just wait until we can get the hype train going. <laughs> in 2017, Sonic Team developed and released Sonic Forces and oversaw the development of Sonic Mania by Christian Whitehead. Forces was aimed at a broad audience of young and adult players, <laughs> while Mania was focused on fans of the original Genesis games. Mania became the best-reviewed Sonic game in 15 years, following <laughs> nearly two decades of mixed reviews of the franchise. <laughs> Little did I realize Nights into Dreams would be my only solace on this journey. <laughs> they should consider just pivoting and making Sonic a, a character for adults. Um, um at South... No, okay, the, first of all, like, plenty of people have already tried. Well, okay, well. also, you know what I mean when I say a character territory. for adults. I'm not talking about make Sonic horny. I'm saying <laughs> make Sonic based I don't on... Know. I don't know, man. You like Sonic Adventure too. Not for horny reasons. Oh, sure, sure. Um, also, at South by Southwest in March 2019... 
Izuka? Yeah, Izuka confirmed Sonic Team was working on a new Sonic title. Okay, so we know so. something's happening. Yeah, but like, if it hasn't been announced yet, it's probably not coming out in 2021. Oh man, it's it's a little rough. Yeah, Sonic Forces know, wasn't fine. Sonic Forces supposed to be an anniversary game, and then it got delayed. Uh, like, isn't every Sonic game supposed to be an anniversary game? Well, I mean, Sonic 06, and then Generations, and then Forces. But the thing is, we're coming up on the next anniversary. Like, 10-year anniversary or 5-year anniversary? Like, what? Like, like, 30 year, I think. Uh, no, sorry. I, I, yes, that oh, is Oh, yeah, you're right, because it's that. 2021. Every every five years, they make they have made an anniversary game since 06. Well, and also, Forces was that one, but it got delayed an entire year. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Isaiah was asking. But, like, so we... Our next game may be another anniversary game, which would make... Five years from now. Yeah. Like, it, it, that would mean that the past two mainline games have been anniversary games, which is insane. We're looking at a five-year dev cycle. Uh, which is good. Like, that's that's a healthy thing, I think. But the problem is I don't think Sonic Team is, like, really, really putting the putting the work into it. I don't you know? think, I don't <laughs> I don't know, think like... Sonic Team is the right company for a five-year dev cycle because I don't think Sonic is... Uh, He's built to support a five-year dev cycle. No, I mean, I think he is. Like, he's a legacy character. Like, it makes more sense to bring him out for, like, another spin around town and then put his rotting corpse back in the closet for the next five years and then, you know, keep it's, trotting him out for the so show. It's so funky because, like, when Sonic first came out, they were like, let's make... Well, let's outsource, like, 60 Sonic games this year. Yeah, like, literally the first year of Sonic had, like, four releases or yeah. something. It was fucking bananas. And, and, you know, a part of that is games were smaller back then. It didn't take as long to make, but, like... Well, that, like, they were having they were having third-party developers make all the all the things. Yeah. And they do make... They do have third-party game Like, uh, third-party developers made Olympic Games. They made uh, Sonic Boom. They made Team Sonic Racing. What? Do you, do you want to hear how many yeah. Sonic games came out in the first uh, five years of Sonic being a thing? Yes. It, like, between June 91 and June 96, uh, there were, what is, like, let's see, 17 games? 18 games? 17 games. games. Yeah, 17 or 18 games. It's, which is insane. Yeah, it's bananas. It's like, that, that's where we were. Like, that's the first season of our show. (laughs) (laughs) Plus four more games. And now, now we're lucky if we get a game every two years. Yeah, like it's. I mean, I don't know. Like, I wish that I, I'm fine with the long dev cycles. I just wish the games were better. Like Sonic <laughs> Lost World to me feels like it was good enough for the dev cycle that it took. Yeah, I guess. Like I guess. But, so like, uh, just another Sega game, right? Yakuza is a four-year dev cycle game, right? Sort sort of. There's other. There's like other things going on there, but yes. But like, it's a game that you play for eighty plus hours. You know, if not more. Yeah. And, like, Sonic is a game that you play for probably probably 30 hours at most, I would say. I would say 10 is generous for most players. Yeah, I, I and I, like I it, wanted to say 10, but I thought about Unleashed specifically. No, that's, even then, like, you can play Unleashed for 10 hours and say fuck it, like I'm sure a lot of people did. <laughs> like, it, just because the game has loading screens, like, if we cut that out and we're actually talking, like, the game that you get out of the game, it's like... I don't know, man. If you're not poking around too much, you'll get through it. And and for the record, I'm not saying the value of a game is based on its length by any means. 
but like there is there is a certain degree of like the reason Yakuza took so long to develop is because there is so much content to develop in the first place. Well, and Yakuza isn't like Skyrim where you're just walking around a barren wasteland for like a billion hours. There's like shit to find around every corner and it's unique dialogue and text stuff and it's like there are lots of different uniquely modeled buildings and things like that yeah. to like look around in and experience things and there's so many different quest lines that have all these weird characters that had to have like voice acting. They don't all have voice acting, but like a lot of them do. Yeah. So it's just, there, there's a lot going on here and there's not that much going on in a Sonic game and like, well, I'm sure that like Modeling backgrounds takes for fucking ever. So, like, when you see a beautiful Sonic game, it's good to appreciate, like, how long that took. Yeah. But that, because of the nature of Sonic, you blow past that, and that's the whole point of the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the tricky thing is, there is a lot of content in Sonic, but by design, you go through it too quickly. Yeah. Like, it takes as long to develop a Sonic stage as it takes to develop anything of proportionally similar, like... Uh, size, but like other scope. other video games, you just spend more time in that environment. Yeah, like, I assume that if you combine, like, all of the levels in Sonic Unleashed, there is more 3D modeling work put into that world than into, like, Yakuza, even, like, 7. But because of the effort that was put into other places in Yakuza 7, like, that game feels more complete, whereas, like, Sonic Unleashed, it, like, we like that game well enough, Yeah, it's... Well, and it's, I don't know, it's it, still, like, hard to chew. It's the problem I felt as a kid and continued to feel as an, as an adult w with Sonic Unleashed was, like, you spend maybe 10 minutes as Day Sonic and then, like, 45 minutes as Night Sonic. And I think the thing is, is that, like, the stages are the same length, you're just much slower. Well, and don't neglect that you also spend 20 nights as walking around... Or 20 nights. 20 minutes as walking <laughs> around Sonic if you're playing the, like... That's true. The HD version. Yeah. Like, you spend a lot of time doing things that aren't just playing Sonic, even weird, bad nights. <laughs> you spend a lot of time playing Sonic so you can look for metal so you can play as more Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> there's just... There's a lot of shit going on there that I, you know... I don't think Yakuza... Yakuza handles it better. It's more fun to look around for shit in Yakuza. So, like, I'm glad that Sonic games are you run through it really fast because that feels good, but then I see why that is not, like, that dev cycle feels shitty. Yeah. If you're going to, like, rip through the game really fast, and then also, like, bugs crop up way faster because, I don't know, they, there's some wacky shit going on there. It it feels like a shame, I guess. And, and that's a part of why I'm very, very interested to play Sonic Forces because I just need to know if... It's if it's worth it. Yeah, have you played it at all? No, not at all. I played it. I've I played only... it for for probably five minutes at Charlie's place when it when it came out in 2017 and then left. So which game? I Sonic Forces. Forces. Did you? I guess you did. I can't even remember that anymore. Yeah. I mean, it was four years ago. Well, like three-ish. <laughs> it's more fun to say four. I agree. Ah ha ha! 2021. Well, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, the thing I was going to get at was that I have booted up the game once to make sure it ran on my computer, and that was that. And I don't think I played for more than like two minutes. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. But first, we got to play Sonic Boom <laughs> three times, <laughs> and then Ooh, another Olympics a, game. I've got like a wild question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think? Well, I guess for Charlie, this is less wild, but for you, Isaiah. Do you think that you'll like 
Sonic Boom more than Sonic 06? Ooh. Rise of Lyric specifically. I Rise guess. of Lyric specifically, I think I'm probably going to like it less based on what I've seen. It is impossible for me to for me to like to be able to like this more than Sonic 06 because I have some weird fascination with Sonic 06. <laughs> and it plays like a game I already like and Sonic Boom is like completely new territory. Yeah, Sonic Boom plays like they wanted to make a fun game instead of a Sonic game. <laughs> I don't know if they succeeded at making the fun game, but their plan initially was to make a fun game. I like the part in Sonic Boom where they step on a bounce pad and they say, bounce pad. <laughs> that is unfortunately going to happen. <laughs> okay, thumbs up, thumbs down, Mario and Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympic Games. Like a wet fart thumbs down. That's a thumbs down, I'm sorry. Like a cold, wet, Sochi fart thumbs down. I feel bad, because I, I and I don't remember, but I feel like I thumbs upped an Olympics game. Oh, London's all right. This game is not worse than that one, but it's... <laughs> oh, okay, hold it, hold it, hold it, real quick. This game just, like, has nothing, right? It has nothing new. No, 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 it, it has, it is removed features from previous games. That's true. Yeah, it's removed some of the, some of the extraneous things that... Yeah. Like, literally all it is is these minigames, and we can all agree that these minigames are not worth playing on their own. Yeah. Right? All right. Thumbs down. I mean, I was going to thumbs <laughs> down anyway, but, like... Yeah. I just, like, I felt bad about it. You should not. <laughs> like, this game is not great. There's no... They... I feel like... I don't know. I hate describing developers as having phoned it in, right? But this game feels very much like it was copied and pasted, and then they redid the, like, menu assets, and that was it. It's really weird, because it feels like... I don't know, it, it feels like you would do more. Because the other games, they are doing something different. They add stuff every time. Even when it was, like, summer to, a, to winter, like, they added a lot of things that weren't present yeah. in the first game. And I, like, I didn't super like that game, but I was kind of impressed with some of the shit going on with it. And then London had, like, a lot of neat ideas. And I don't remember if I gave that a thumbs down or a thumbs up, but, like, I do remember liking certain aspects of that game. Volleyball was certainly, like, that actually played really well. Like I, I definitely it, respect London more than I respect Sochi. Yeah. Because of what it tries to do. It had cool ideas. The London mode is, like, annoying to me, but I could see how it would be appealing to someone who likes that type of party setting. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious when I won because I didn't give a shit. That was very <laughs> funny to me. But, like, this game has nothing new. It's got, like, slightly less old. It's just, if you want to call it refined as far as gameplay goes, you can. I'm not thoroughly convinced, but, like, I'm also just bad at motion control games. It, but no matter what, like, this game definitely feels like it had less effort put into it, whether or not it, it did have less effort put into it. Yeah. It's weird. So, uh, you can find us on Twitter? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you can. At twitch.tv. Do we, we want to start the, the vote for the... <laughs> sorry. Do we start the vote for the next thing that we do on this show? Yeah, sure. Because, like, if, if we uh, meet our goal of uploading twice a month, moving forward, we'll have one more episode in January, and then we will have seven more episodes. So that will be three and a half months. So that puts us, like, midway through may right sure that sounds right me, but i yeah, don't want to okay. do math no 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 no. i got it. i got this okay two in february two in march two in april part way through may yeah so we'll be part way through may when we are switching off of sonic so like we wanted to and i think we've already mentioned this at some other point in the show but we wanted to like have a vote 
on four different options for what the next game we cover in a similar fashion is. And then we each picked something from a little list that we have of games that we'd be interested in, in doing next. And then we picked like a bonus round, not a bonus round, like a bonus choice in case you didn't super align with any of our calls. Yeah. And the options that we picked... I'm looking for the full <laughs> Uh, here we go. Okay, so, and if, if something has changed, let me know. But the, the time that we went through this, which was like partway through last year, Isaiah picked Metroid as his choice, Charlie picked the Mario Party series as his choice, and I picked Kingdom Hearts as my choice, and then our bonus option was Zelda. Are we still all feeling good about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I, what I want to do is have like a couple different avenues for pulls. So I think we'll have one poll that is on Twitter. And then I think we'll also have, like, a separate poll that is held on, like, a website. What is it called? Is it called Strawpool? I think it's called Yeah, Strawpool. Yeah, we'll have, like, a separate poll on Strawpool. I don't know. Do you guys think it's fair to just let people vote twice if they're interested in doing both of the things? <laughs> if Like, if you give that much of a shit, why not double your votes? <laughs> I guess so. Because I can't think of a way to, like, make sure people aren't voting twice, but I also don't want to necessitate someone having a Twitter to be able to vote. Yeah. I mean, straw poll is useful for people without Twitter, but it also, it's, like, really easy to double your vote anyway. Yeah. Because you just need to open it on a different device. It's, like, easy to cheese, but also I'm not too worried about people cheesing. No, I don't. I think it'll be fine. So, yeah, I'll have links to both of those in the description of this episode we only really have to worry if if the two have a different outcome yeah i guess that's true like if there's a sweeping answer on both it doesn't matter yeah anywho that's so like the plan is to do one of those games for the the future of our show and you can have a hand in deciding what you want to hear us talk about also there will be another mini series in between the, our last season of the show and the next season of whatever game we end up doing uh did we decide what that was so it's my it's my call for this next one. Okay. And I am between Ape Escape and Infamous. All right. I'm excited to play either. Same. Because I've never played either. <laughs> they're like very different games, but they're both PlayStation games. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us. Shoot. On Twitter at No Zone. <laughs> You can also find us on Twitch, I guess, at twitch.tv slash nospandarstone. You can email us at nospandarstone at gmail.com. You can find me, Isaiah, at Isaiah Games on Twitter. That's I-S-I-A-H, Games. And then Charlie also has a Twitter. Yeah, Charlie is horse. I'm sometimes drawing things, except I got to scan things. But I'm drawing things every day, and sometimes I'll draw something digital, and that'll be easy for me to post. There's a Haku drawing until it's buried by all my retweets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, spin you later? Yeah. Spin it. It's pretty soon. We'll spin you soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll spin you now. We'll spin the X boom. Bok bye. Bok tongue tail. You guys, we can't, every <laughs> single new IP we do, we can't add another new hey, exit. Hey. hey, Isaiah. To the roster. Isaiah. Yeah. Dual lies with me. <laughs> Good nights. <laughs> oh, that's the one we say. Um, no, Dual Eyes With Me is also good. <laughs> Ape, Ape, Ape Escape. No, we haven't decided yet. <laughs> What's a good infamous line? Um, There's lines. Of, don't sorry, get hit by a karma. 
Uh, something, something, the beast. <laughs> so, um, that, that's a thing, right? The beast is like... Yeah, yeah, the beast, the beast is a thing. Something, um, something, dead drops. What's the dude's name? Cole. Cole, Cole McGrath. No, 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 I know about Cole McGrath, but what's the guy that you fight in the first game? Uh, like, Le Lester? Is, uh, no, Lester's your friend. Isn't it Kessler? Kessler, that's the one. I was just going to say Kessler angrily, but... See you, <laughs> see you run, Kessler. That's a Spoilers for the plot. <laughs> um, con, con do it. You con you do it. You con do it. That's actually good.